It is our constitutional obligation to be able to secure our country as fast as we can secure our country. This puts in mandatory pieces that haven't been there in the past to make this administration actually enforce the law. That is Senator Langford yesterday, Fox News Sunday, on the deal that he has struck with Democrat Chris Murphy of the uh, Senate, as, uh, as well as Senator Kirsten Cinema, the independent from Arizona. And Oklahoma Senator James Langford joins us live this morning on the KRMG Morning News. Good morning. Hey, good morning to both of you. Let, before we get into all of the, the uh, talks on the border deal, um, the, the breaking news overnight and the news we've been covering this morning has been the death of three U.S. service members uh, at a, what, a base called Tower 22, which is near the Jordan border with Syria. First U.S. deaths since the start of the Israel-Hamas war. Uh, there's a lot of pressure uh, we're hearing this morning for President Biden to strike directly at Iran, who appears to be the sponsor of all this. Do you support a direct strike on Tehran or on Iran? Yeah, we have to be able to speak clearly and loudly in this. And it's been my frustration for a long time. It used to be the American principle was if we understand that you are about to attack us, we're going to stop you before you kill us. President Biden's mindset has been, we're going to allow you to attack us until you kill us, then we'll respond. There have been more than 150 attacks of Iranian-based militants attacking American forces just since October the 7th, 150 plus. So now that we've had Americans that have been killed, and by the way, we've had Amer we have Americans currently at Walter Reed Hospital that are in very critical condition that have been attacked in previous attacks by Iran, but just not lives taken. This one, we know of three lives taken. We know of multiple that are very serious injuries. We know of three dozen uh, that are, are faced injuries, uh, all in this base in Jordan, one uh, that we have operated in Jordan with the Jordanians for years and years. So this is a very big issue. We do need to be able to speak, but this is a direct result of President Biden's weak response. Now, the issue is where to attack, what's the most effective. These are all being done with drones, taking out their drone manufacturing, taking out their capacity to continue to attack Americans or to attack shipping uh, in the Red Sea, I think is essential at this point to be able to push back. Would you go as far as uh, to attack Iranian command and control in any way? Well, I think uh, in this case, the commander in chief has got to be able to take a look at what the issue is and where the best location is based on the best intelligence. So I'm not going to try to limit it to the exact spot and exact way to respond. I know that, for instance, President Trump took out Soleimani, who was the key leader uh, for the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, uh, took him out when he was in Iraq, and that significantly set back. So there are a lot of ways to be able to have significant setback and a significant pushback. So picking the exact target, I don't think is the right way to be able to do it, but making sure that we actually no longer have drone attacks coming at us day or day to kill our forces, I think is essential. All right, let's talk about the border deal um, that you have been working on now for four months and that we learned over the weekend. A deal has been done. You're just finalizing the wording is the way I understand it, and that the Correct. exact uh, the exact agreement, the wording of that would be released in the coming days, maybe this week. Um, there have been a lot of rumors swirling about this and a lot of angry talk, including from former President Trump, who says in no way should this be should this be passed by the House or Senate. What can you tell us about what's in this bill? What can you tell us about when uh, senators and, and representatives will be able to read it, when we'll be able to read it? And, and please respond to those in your own party who are censuring you for even talking to Democrats about this. 
Yeah, it's, it's amazing to be able to have a moment that I'm being censured for things that are an Internet rumor uh, and for talking to Democrats. I do work in the United States Senate, represent the great state of Oklahoma. In the Senate, you have to have bipartisan agreement to move on anything. You can't do it in a straight partisan way. So if we're going to make law, we've got to have Republicans and Democrats actually do it. That's why for the last four months I've been working through the process to be able to get bipartisan agreement, because we have said for years we have got to change the law for immigration. We have got to change the law. That's what I've been focused on is actually making law. So the basic parameters of this agreement uh, is dramatically increasing the standards for asylum. That's the area that has been abused the most. While we have millions of people that are in the country because they come in, say the magic words, I have fear in my country. They're released in the United States for the next 10 years, and they wander around and never show up at their hearing. That's got to stop. So we raise the standard for asylum dramatically change the eligibility requirements for asylum. We uh, have a great increase in detention beds so we can end, catch, and release, uh, doubling the number of deportation flights, doubling the number of officers that are actually handling all of the different hearings, increasing Border Patrol, increasing ICE agents. Uh, we're uh, working through the process of all of the decisions that go along within the final details on this, but it's changing the way that we do the appeals process because, as I mentioned before, 10 years right now in appeals or process to be able to wait on, and those folks just wander through the country. We can't have that. So we're dramatically reducing the number of appeals in this process so that we can get to quicker decisions so those that qualify for asylum are able to get in, but that's a fraction of the people. The vast majority of the people are just trying to be able to go in a loophole in our system. We've got to be able to close that loophole, and that has to be a change in law to do that. You can't just do that with an executive order. You have to change the law for this. In fact, this is something President Trump asked for when he was president, he wanted to be able to get Democrats to agree to, could not get a single Democrat to agree to that. We do have Democrats that agree to it now, and this law needs to be changed not just for the next four years, but for the next 40 years. We've got to have a long-term look at where we're going to be able to change the law. If I can make one other quick statement, the most twisted comment that has come out has been that this bill actually brings 5,000 people illegally into the country a day. That is absolutely ridiculous. I would never agree to that. The way the system is set up is set up to be able to turn away all of those who don't qualify to end giving away, which happening right now, to end giving away uh, the work permits that are given out every single day at our border to stop that process, but to be able also have what we call a break glass authority where we can get control of our border quickly. Uh, we've had uh, every day in the last four months, we've had more than 5,000 people crossing that means of the almost 1 million people that have crossed the border have been released in the country. If this law would have been passed four months ago, all of those folks would have been turned around, not released in the country. Uh, so we are trying to get control of our border, not to be able to expedite people into the country. At the start of those four months, I, I think that you felt you had a mandate to to solve this problem and mm -hmm. that uh, to find a solution for your own party as well as for the American people. Um, yeah, the, the, it, it, yeah. But now, four months later, it, does it feel to you like the rules have just been flipped here? And did you see this coming? Yeah, I, I, I did not see this coming because four months ago, my party and American people in general continue to say we have got to stop this border crisis right now. Uh, we've had more people illegally cross our border in the last three years than the previous 12 years combined. Uh, we've had uh, 50, just in the last four months, 50 people on the terror watch list that have been picked up. We have no idea 
how many we didn't pick up. We've had tens of thousands of people the administration identified as a national security threat that have crossed our border in the last four months. This is a big issue that does have to be resolved. And to say, well, hey, the the politics have shifted on this, so let's not resolve it right now, I think ignores the actual national security crisis that's going on on our border every single day. We have to be able to stop the inflow of people we know nothing about from all over the world that are coming. So yeah, four months ago, we said we wouldn't move on any national security bill unless we change the law. And now we've got some folks saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not sure I really want to change the law anymore. Maybe we'll just do executive authority. You can't solve these issues with just executive authority. We've got to change law. What would, and forgive me if you touched on this already, but what would this agreement do about the tens of millions already here? It would not change the tens of millions that are already here, other than this one thing. This focuses on the border security, how to stop it right now. That's been the parameters of this deal with Democrats. But it would free up the ICE agents that are currently being moved to the border for them to be able to do their job in the interior of the country. The Biden administration has refused to actually execute the authorities that they already have, even for people, and we have millions of people, that a court has ordered them removed. The Biden administration's not even responding to those. They're not actually removing those folks. The ICE agents in the interior of the country that are down at the border would be freed up to be able to actually go back to doing their job. And one last question as relates to this topic. Can you tell us when the actual text of the agreement will be released? Yeah, I've stopped prophesying on this one because it's been very frustrating. We're fighting over some specific words uh, to be able to get through. Uh, This is also a part of a larger package that has Ukraine funding and Israel funding with it. And uh, there are also skirmishes that are related to those items that I'm not a a party to. Uh, But at this point, we are very, very close. I wish we could have already released it because I'd like for people to be able to read the bill and go through it rather than just see the Internet rumors that are false, uh, that they'd actually be able to go through the fact of it. There are areas that people are going to like. There are areas that people are not going to like. There are areas that people are going to say, why is that in there? For instance, we're we're dealing with the Afghan refugees uh, that are in the country is one of the areas that we've identified. Many of those Afghan refugees, they or their families were the ones that were fighting alongside our soldiers. They're still in limbo here in the United States now years later. And there are some folks that have never been vetted that are here. So we're trying to be able to deal with those folks being vetted and the other folks being identified to be able to go through the process because they fought alongside of us. That's not a border security issue, but is one of the areas that is in the uh, negotiation to say, how do we resolve that issue as well? So I want people to be able to read it, see it and know what's there. Um, We're going to switch topics a little bit. I know Jen has something she wanted to ask you about. Earlier this month, you and a colleague called for a Senate hearing on the surge of anti-Semitism on college campuses and universities. Students have been both harassed and discriminated against. Where does the Senate stand with taking any action to protect Jewish students who feel unsafe on campus? Yeah, this has been very, very frustrating because the chairman of that committee is Bernie Sanders, uh, and he has been unwilling to be able to hold a hearing on anti-Semitism in his committee. And quite frankly, this has been an issue that's been a bipartisan issue that myself and some Democrat colleagues actually called on that committee to actually do their work to be able to address this. The issue of anti-Semitism has been on the rise. 
Uh, I work with uh, Jackie Rosen from Nevada, and uh, she and I for years have talked about the rise of anti-Semitism on campus. And quite frankly, we were kind of pat on the head like, no, that's not really a thing. Until since October the 7th, the whole country has seen the massive amount of anti-Semitism on college campuses and what's being taught by professors that are there that we need to be able to address as a country and say, are, are we going to really fund this kind of hatred on our campus or just turn away when it's actually occurring? So we are pushing the Senate to do their task. The House has been very engaged in trying to address anti-Semitism on college campuses. And so far, Democratic Senate leaders have been just absolutely silent on it. Senator, thank you. I know this is an extremely busy couple of days for you. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us this morning. No, glad to be able to continue to be able to pray for the nation. And I encourage people with the same advice my mom gave me. There's never a wrong time to do the right thing on it. If this is the right thing that needs to be done, let's get it done. Oklahoma Senator James Langford.